Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, October 25th, 2018. And yes, once again, we're talking about Italy uh, because they're, the Nefarium is busy. I have some really wild, uh, really, really wild high-octane speculation as I've been watching this whole situation between Matteo Salvini's government and the European Central Bank, the European Union, and uh, as we're going to see, a new player today <laughs> in this mess. But anyway, uh, tomorrow, a couple of announcements before we get to all that. Tomorrow, we do have a vid chat. I have posted the vid chat schedule for November. Uh, tomorrow's vid chat is going to start about 6.30. As usual, I'll be in there for pre-chat. Hope to see everybody. Uh, I've already had some very interesting questions come in this week, so don't forget that. Uh, please do check out the schedule. Please remember, and I apologize for this, November and December, because of the American holiday of Thanksgiving, the vid chat schedule is a little different next month. I haven't yet made my schedule for December. Uh, because I'm planning to have company here for the uh, Christmas holidays. So I really don't know yet what I'm going to be doing in December. And then, of course, Catherine Fitz uh, comes for the quarterly and annual wrap-up. Uh, so December's kind of up in the air. Uh, if necessary, I'll just front-load the vid chats in, in the month of December and, and take care of it that way. But uh, keep checking with the schedule, please. I apologize that we're not back on our every other two-week schedule yet, but it is uh, a consequence of the holidays. Anyway, let's get right down to it. I have put three different articles up because I think we're watching something happen here and emerge. Uh, the first uh, article, these are all articles uh, from Zero Hedge. And um, you'll recall uh, in 2014, the Russians began to build out their own internal domestic financial clearing system as a response to sanctions and the threats from the United States to cut them off from international financial clearing access to the SWIFT system. So the Russians just said, okay, enough of this. We're going to build out our own financial clearing system. And Japan, you'll recall, allowed them access to their credit card clearing system in the Western Pacific Basin. Now, the Russians have turned around, and as I suspected they would, rolled out this system and are now inviting other countries, other banks, to become a part of their system. So, in other words, it was and is now looking like this is intended to be an international financial clearing alternative to the SWIFT system. Now, I want to read a couple paragraphs here about this system because Russia just recently, and I blogged about this, invited other people and other nations to participate in that system. The, idol, uh, the, the article is titled, Foreign Banks Are Embracing Russia's Alternative to SWIFT, Moscow Says. Uh, this was posted on Sunday, uh, October 21st. And just a couple paragraphs here. Quote, Today, the Russian alternative, known as the System for Transfer Financial Messages, 
has attracted a modest amount of support within the Russian business community with 416 Russian companies having joined as of September, including the Russian Federal Treasury and the large state corporations like Gazprom Neft and Rosneft. Skipping now a couple of paragraphs, non-residents will start connecting to us this year. People are already turning to us, said the first deputy governor of the Central Bank of Russia, Olga Skorobogotova, and earlier the official said that by using the alternative payment system for foreign firms, they would be able to do business with sanctioned Russian companies. That's a key, all right, and I'll tell you why when we get to it. Turkey, China, India, and others are among the countries that might be interested in a swift alternative, as Russian President Vladimir pointed out, pardon me, Vladimir Putin pointed out in a speech earlier this month. The U.S.'s willingness to blithely sanction countries from Iran to Venezuela and beyond will eventually rebound on the U.S. economy by undermining the dollar's status as the world's reserve currency. So, once again, let me read that last sentence from the head of the Russian Central Bank, the deputy governor. Early, earlier, the official said that by using the alternative payment system, foreign firms would be able to do business with sanctioned Russian companies. In other words, able to do business with Russia. Remember that, all right? Because now we're going to turn to Italy, <laughs> okay? Now, I want, to re I want you to remember that back when all of the uh, firestorm was occurring over Greece, and the sanctions regime was just being imposed on Russia over uh, the Ukraine and Russia's annexation of the Crimean Peninsula, the, uh, the Italian agricultural minister, along with several German businessmen, made trips to Russia to figure out how they could bypass this whole sanctions regime and continue to do business. So in other words, the Italians were being hurt by the Russian sanctions, and they were trying to figure out a way around that. So remember that little context here, because now there are some interesting developments. We all know that there's a big row going on between Italy and the European Union. The, the Italian budget has just been posted, and Brussels doesn't like it, and there's too much spending. Now, I agree. Uh, folks, in all honesty, I if I were the Northern Europeans particularly Germany, looking at the Italian budget and all the socialist programs in that country, yeah, I wouldn't want to have to pay for it either, all right? This is the whole problem of the European Union and the way it was set up. But nonetheless, the Italians have come out with their budget. They've uh, published it to Brussels. Brussels doesn't like it, and so now the heat is on. So let's go to the second article. And this is also from Zero Edge uh, Hedge. It was also posted last Sunday. And the article is titled, European Financial Establishment Just Declared War on Italy. And let me read a few paragraphs from this article. Quote, this week in a CNBC interview, Jaron Dijsselbloem, the former Dutch minister of finance who served as the president of the Eurogroup, declared war on the Italian government. The European financial establishment is prepared to destroy the banking system and cause the Italian economy to implode. Like a mafia boss, Dijsselbloem warned that Italy could run into trouble if it does not comply with Brussels directives. In other words, 
you make your budget the way we dictate it or else, all right? Again, another little problem in the European Union. Of course, his statement was cloaked in diplomatic language, quote, if the Italian crisis becomes a major crisis, it will mainly implode into the Italian economy, as opposed to spreading around Europe. Because of the way the Italian economy and the Italian banks are financed, it's going to be an implosion rather than an explosion, unquote. And continuing, quote, and there is going to be a role for the markets. I mean, if you look at what Italy needs in funding next year alone, we are talking about over 250 billion euros. That's a quarter of a trillion euros. Refinancing part of the stock of their debt and also, of course, these new spending plans. So markets will really have to look at that very carefully. And now skipping towards the end of the article, this is Zero Hedge again. The Italian government, supported by the population, refuses to submit to the European financial masters. A shrinking population and increasing public debt are inevitable and need not be a problem as long as the country produces enough to pay for its imports. It is only because the Italians do not have their currency that they are forced to obey their masters in Brussels and the bankers in Frankfurt. The introduction of a parallel currency and withdrawal from the euro seems a logical solution and not historically unique. Czechia and Slovakia, the former Russian and Yugoslav republics, each once had a currency union, and as these countries went their separate ways, so did separate currencies emerge and replace the old ones. That's an extremely important point. In other words, Italy needs its own currency, and what Italy wants and needs to do is to produce its way, in other words, trade its way out of this problem, and the bankers don't want to see that happen because they lose their control and leverage over Italy. Just to put it country simple. So continuing, Jaren Dijsselbloem told the CNBC that the only conceivable solution for Italy is money from the European Support Fund, and of course that isn't the only conceivable solution, although it is clear that this fund cannot solve the problems. In the end, Jaren Dijsselbloem ventured a prediction that there won't be any bailout for Italy because, quote, politically and financially it won't happen, unquote. In other words, no, the Dutch... The Danes, the Germans, they don't want to bail out Italy. Can't blame them, <laughs> okay? Quote, I don't see support around the Eurozone to say these guys are completely off track. Let's help them, unquote, he said, adding that a bailout of Italy would also wipe out the European Stability Mechanism Fund within two years. And now here it comes, quote, the only way to get out of this is for Italy to realize the destruction of the Italian economy, the Italian retail customers, and the voters to understand that the collapse of the banks and then the correction will hopefully start coming from the inside, unquote. We wonder, this is Zero Hedge, and I got to echo their comment here, we wonder what correction he has in mind. Democracy has run its course, the voters have already decided, and according to the polls, they are perfectly happy with the Italian Deputy Prime Minister, Matteo Salvini, whose popularity is only growing. 
was the former Dutch minister signaling that the European authorities would not have anything against a coup d'etat in Rome? Or was he suggesting that somebody do away with Matteo Salvini? Well, the problem there is, as the Zero Hedge, pointed, Zero Hedge article pointed out, the Salvini uh, government, this new government of Prime Minister Conte, is absolutely popular in Italy. And there are, as the Zero Hedge article alluded, other ways out of this financial mess, and that is Italy basically withdraws from the Eurozone, reestablishes the lira, and produces its way out of the mess, all right? And the Italian economy, in other words, is exactly in the same position that Japan found itself in. It's overproducing, and it's overproducing at a time that the United States is shutting down through its sanctions regime most of the available markets for Italian goods, okay? So here we go, folks, the final article. And this is where it really, get, really gets kind of interesting. And again, it's from Zero Hedge, titled, Italy's Salvini Requests Russia. Let me read that again. Italy's Salvini requests Russia to buy Italian bonds when quantitative easing ends. And I'm going to read the first few paragraphs in this article because there are other little things dropped in here that uh, if you've been following the news over the past few years will make you go, hmm, okay? And not the least of which, let's remember, uh, we came, we saw, he died, Hillary's comment when she arrived in Libya after the murder of Muammar Gaddafi. Well, why was Muammar Gaddafi murdered? I strongly suspect it's because he wanted a central bank and uh, a system outside of the Western central bankers' control. I think that's exactly what all of that was about. So just put Libya in the background because, remember, Libya had strong ties to Italy by dint of the fact that it was a former Italian colony prior to World War II. Just bear all of this in mind. So let's go to the article now. Quote, with just over two months left under the European Central Bank's sovereign bond buying program, unless, of course, Mario Draghi reverses should European stocks continue to plunge, Italy, which has been the biggest beneficiary of the European Central Bank's quantitative easing generosity, keeping Italian bond yields low, is starting to sweat. After all, without the ECB backstop and with Italy now in a critical standoff with the EU, which will likely get much worse before it gets better, why would anyone buy these bonds? So as a bizarre alternative, listen to this, folks. Italy's La Stampa reported this morning that Italian Deputy Prime Minister and Head of the League Party, Matteo Salvini, requested that Premier Giuseppe Conte discuss possible Russian purchases of Italy government bonds at his meeting with uh, President Vladimir Putin in Tuesday in Moscow. That's last Tuesday, folks. According to the Italian newspaper, Salvini would favor Russia buying Italy government bonds once there is no shield 
from the European Central Bank. It is not clear why or how or under what mandate Russia would backstop Italy or how the European Central Bank would view such an action from the Kremlin or whether Russia funding the Italian deficit is even permitted by Article 123 of the Lisbon Treaty. And if it isn't, golly, maybe Italy ought to rethink this being part of the European Union thing. But we doubt the proposal was meant to be taken seriously. And if anything, we merely think it was a trial balloon by Salvini to show what may happen if and when Italy leaves the monetary union. In terms of what actually is on the agenda, Conte is expected to discuss with Putin European sanctions on Russia. Remember, Italy's always been very unhappy with that. Remember that Italian agricultural minister's trip shortly after, trip to Russia shortly after the sanctions were imposed. In terms of what actually is on the agenda, Conte is expected to discuss with Putin European sanctions on Russia over the Crimea and may ask Putin to attend a conference on Libya that Italy will hold in Palermo from November 12th through the 13th. Now, what that means, folks, I told you, watch Italy. <laughs> what that means is Italy's holding a conference on Libya unilaterally, which I suspect means that they know good and well, and they probably do, what was really the story behind the murder of Muammar Gaddafi and the unleashing of all of that chaos in Libya. And they want to talk to the Russians about it. Now, what's really going on here, this is my speculation. I don't think for a moment, just like the Zero Hedge article indicates, I don't think for a moment that Russia is going to step up and replace the European Central Bank in buying Italian bonds. But what I do think you're going to see is Italy is going to pull out all the stops one way or another, and it is going to find a way around those sanctions, even if it means pulling out of the EU. Why? Because Italy has to produce its way out of this situation. The central banks can't solve it, and so on and so forth. So in other words, we're back to Catherine Austin Fitz's model that finance capitalism, or as Wolfgang Schäuble, the former German foreign minister, put it, the debt finance model days are over. We need, there is no way forward that is not a reform of the system. So in other words, the finance capitalism model is over. The equity capitalism model has to be the way to go, production. And in those terms, Italy needs more markets. Its economy is larger than the EU's economy to sustain. And therefore, Italy needs markets outside of the EU. All right. And where's the biggest emerging market? Why, it's Asia, folks. It's that whole mechanism of constructing that one belt, one road initiative, which I hasten to remind everybody is not simply a Chinese initiative. It's also a Russian one. And the Russians are going to go ahead and build this out with or without China and vice versa, by the way. So Italy, I think you're going to see, is going to make every move to uh, not necessarily sever its ties with the EU unless it absolutely has to. 
just like the the Brexit vote in in Great Britain, what happened immediately afterwards was Jing, Xi Jinping visits Great Britain and bang, gets Britain into the Asia Investment Infrastructure Bank and so on and so forth. So in other words, the EU is is strapping these countries from their ability to conduct their own domestic and foreign and economic policy. Italy needs that trade. And what I suspect the turn to Russia really represents is that Italy is, is now on the tip of the spear of the move within Europe to get out from under that sanctions regime, and you're going to see some trade deals being made. And I'll tell you one very important reason why. The Italians have a bit of experience with high-tech rail themselves. And, you know, companies like Olivetti and so on and so forth. So with Russia wanting to update and build out the infrastructure of its rail network in, in Siberia and turning to Japan for high-speed rail expertise and so on, the Italians are right in there in terms of their ability to help in that project. So ultimately what I'm saying is you have some convergence of economic and financial interests here between Italy and Russia, laying aside all of this business about Russia buying Italian bonds, all right? And let's not forget agricultural products as well. So there are pressing economic and, and combined economic interests here that I think are ultimately what's driving this agenda. The bonds thing is just kind of a... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, kind of a balloon, a distraction that they've released out there so that the bankers can get all upset about Russia possibly buying Italian sovereign debt. What's really going on is Italy is trying to find a way and will, incidentally, and will find a way to conduct trade with Russia. You're watching, I think now, the beginning of the collapse of this whole post-Crimean sanctions regime. And folks, I don't care what you say about Mr. Putin or his government. Uh, the Crimean Peninsula was Russian. Uh, it has always been that way. Think of the Crimean War. <laughs> it's always been the home of the Black Sea Fleet. There's no way Russia is going to let that go. It's just simply geopolitical stupidity to impose sanctions on the country for that. And uh, everybody in Europe knows this, by the way. We in America tend not to know history, so we don't know this. But um, the, the sanctions regime, I think, is beginning to crumble. It's going to be Italy that is the camel's nose in the tent that's going to leverage that whole regime apart. Once that happens, you're going to see the situation in Europe turn around because the sanctions regime has hurt German business, it's hurt French business, it's hurt Italian business. And by the way, let's not look at, forget that there's another country watching all of these developments in Europe very closely. That's Spain, okay? So let's keep our eyes on this situation. It's going to get very interesting. That's my wild, high-octane speculation for the day. Hope to see everybody in vid chat tomorrow. Bye-bye, and we'll see you on the flip side.